Blog Talk Radio. Unto God, you're going to give yourself wholly 
unto his service and unto what he created you to be and to do. And that is awesome. That is so awesome that people can go into consecrations. I just came out of a consecration into unto the Lord. I came out of a shut-in last night. But, you know, shut my shut-ins, um, they vary. They have been as long as 40 days without food. They have been as short as the one I just did, which was just a two-day. And I didn't fast. I did not fast. But yet still, it was the consecration unto God because I needed to come away and be in a quiet place so that I could hear clearly, so that I could discern different things that are going on in my life. So I want to look at consecration from that that aspect as well, when we just kind of get away and quiet ourselves, we consecrate ourselves unto something. We steal away. We, we go to a place of presenting ourselves as well to something, okay? So, again, normally when we think of consecration, it is unto God, which is absolutely correct. We want to give ourselves to God. We want to consecrate ourselves to God. Thinking about compromise, it is really the opposite in my heart and in my mindset for our discussion today of consecration, because in consecration, you want to give yourself wholly to the Lord or to whatever it is you're consecrating unto, okay? To compromise is to to make concessions so that you don't have to be completely or wholly given unto that thing, okay, whatever it is that you're seeking a consecration in. I want to read you um, a couple of definitions of, for compromise, because compromise can be a noun or it can be a verb. It is one of our English words, our English language words that can be either or. As a noun, it says that a compromise is an agreement or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. Let me read that again. This is the noun compromise. An agreement or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. Each side making concessions. Now, as a verb, kind of is the same thing, except it says the first definition of a verb says to settle a dispute by mutual concession. So that seems like, okay, same thing as a noun. Here's my second one, and this is the one that I want to concentrate on. To accept standards that are lower than is desirable. Let me say that again. When you compromise, you accept standards that are lower than is desirable. So my question today is, why are we compromising in the things of God? Why are we compromising in the things of God? Why are we accepting standards within our lives, within ourselves, okay, that are lower than what is desirable? And, and I don't believe that there's a person in the sound of my voice that can honestly say that they've never done that. Don't believe it. I just straight out don't believe it. I know I, for one, definitely can't say that. I can definitely attest to the fact that there have been multiple times, not just one, but multiple times in my life walking in this arena of being saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, consecrated unto God, okay, that I have made compromises in my walk with him, that I have made compromises in my expectations of him, that I've made compromise in what I expect or what I received and accept from others, okay? So when we're thinking about that, and, and, and sis, I'm going to ask you to chime in in a very few moments, but when we think about the many times that we we compromise our stand in God, when we accept things that are lower than the things we desire, what are we saying about our faith and our belief in our God? What are we saying when we say, oh, you know, I've tried, I just can't do it, or, you know, this is what I ask for, Lord, but I'll accept such and such, okay? What are we saying about our faith in the ability of our God to do exactly what he said that he could do? What about when we know that God has made a promise unto us, but 
something will come along and distract us that doesn't in no way, shape, or form add up or equal to the promise that God has given us for our lives, but yet and still we'll compromise and we'll accept that which is less desirable. Feeling like and thinking that, oh, this is just the best I can do. This is as good as it gets. I just just think about that for a moment. You know, what does that say about our faith and our belief in the God we say we serve, the God that we say we've given our all to? Because, see, if when we say that he is our all in all, when we say that he is our Lord and our Savior, then we are saying we are technically consecrated ourselves to him because we have given ourselves to him because we say he is Lord. So if he is Lord, then that means I am his subject and I have subjected myself unto him. So why is it that I'm compromising in my belief of what he is able to do on my behalf? Sis, thoughts? You know, sis, that was really powerful what you just said, and I really want to thank you for that, and I'm being honest with you. I feel, me personally, because I've done it so many, 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 many times, I believe it's because a lot of us still don't understand that, you know, we fall down, but it's not how you fall down. It's how fast you can get back up and repent and ask God to forgive you and keep moving on. I feel that the reason why we compromise is because we're still stuck in so many old wounds and so many old things that we haven't even moved forth in what's going on now in the future. And I also believe, see, we still, a lot of us out there, I believe that we still, we compromise because we still look at our Heavenly Father as uh, a person that's walking on the street or um, mm. or. or uh, a confidant that we had bad dealings with. See, because, see, the world don't forgive you, but like God can. So I think what happens is, regardless of the fact that you made a mistake or whatever, the world don't never want to forgive you. So we get so caught up in that, that we begin to think that our Heavenly Father do the same thing. And what happens mm. is, we, go, we read the word sometimes. We go to church when we go to church sometimes. The word of God said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I still say strongly, I don't care how you have to do it, whether you have to listen to self-help tapes, uh, spiritual self-help tapes, or read your word, ask the Lord to lead you to not lean to your own understanding. But the compromising comes because we do lean into our own understanding. We still choose to, to deal with, with, um, with Jesus, with our father, as we deal with our best friend or somebody else in our family that don't want to forgive us. So we begin, for some strange reason, mentally, to believe that God can't forgive. If they couldn't forgive us, how could God mm. forgive me? Because I did it for such a long time. So then what happens is you don't even be, be, um, think that you're really compromising. You sometimes, we adapt to habits sometimes that we don't know how to get out of. Because we just begin to think, man, I didn't did this for so long, I can't even see a change. Every time I try to do this, something goes wrong. And when I try this. Because we're always trying it our way. We, we say, Father, mm -hmm. I trust you. Father, lead me and guide me. But because his ways are not our ways, because he'll do it a totally different way than what we think, then we compromise because, you know, what we say, I don't want to do it that way. I want you to do it this way. Do you get me what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. See, because he yes, said, my ways are not your ways. My ways are so much higher than your ways. You know, I got to tell you something. I didn't realize that when I had quit a job three, when I had left the job three years ago, you got to hear me. And I know some stuff that they did to me was really funky. And it hurt my, it hurt me because I had been at this company long enough to go, you know what, Lord, why I got to fight so hard? Every time I go somewhere, I always got to come up against somebody that has a, a problem, an insecurity problem. Somebody is intimidated by me. I don't even know why half the time. But you know what, sis? So I, I didn't realize that I still had an alt in my heart towards this person that I know has something to do with it. But after a while, I thought I had forgiven. You know, we have shows and stuff, and I'm like, I, I forgave her. You got to hear me what I'm saying. So the other day, I went to mm -hmm. go take care of something. The reason why I'm telling you a story is because of this. I went to go take care of something. The first thing that came out of my mouth when I was getting dressed is, oh, I'm so glad that person ain't there no more, because I promise you, I don't even want to look in their face. And, the, and, and, it, and look what God does. I said, oh, I thought I was over that. You got to hear me. I go do what I had to do. 
right when I was getting ready to leave, I promise you, I couldn't even turn around good. She was right in my face, right mm. in my face. And I looked at her, and now the Lord said, now you got to deal with it, don't you? Now you're going to mm. deal with it. But let me tell you how he does things. I literally forgot what she had looked like. You would have thought I would never forget. I literally forgot. So when this person see me, hey, how you doing? I go, hey. I hug him, everything. Just not until I step back. I know. Now you know why. You, I know why you're laughing. Since I step back and start busting out laughing, look at you, God. Because you know if I would have, I probably would have reacted a totally different way. But see, you blinded me at first. And you made me embrace Judas. And then when I look back, I say, this is Judas. So what I'm saying is, and then I had to deal with it. But let me tell you what's so wonderful about it. It cleared my soul. It, it did something to me. And the Lord told me, you know why I did that? Because I know that if you had to deal with it on your own terms, you wouldn't have never dealt with it. So I had to do it myself so you can be free. Because what you didn't know is that was causing a blessing in your life. I couldn't bring something in your life because what you didn't know is you still had a problem. And I couldn't let you go to the next level as long as you still had a problem with this. And I'm just so grateful how he does things. See, God's ways are not our ways. And I don't mean to out-talk it, everybody. But see, the reason why I realize that we compromise a lot of times, because it's not what we want to hear, and it's not what we want to do. See, we want God, we want to do God like this. I know you, God, but I'm going to make the decision, and you go along with it. And if you don't, then it truly can't be you, Lord. It got to be the devil. So then we compromise. Mm. And right when you compromise, I'm telling you, right when you do, guess what? You got to go all the way around the mountain again because you missed the point of it in the first place. I hope I kind of answered that a little bit for other people that compromise. I know that's why I did it. I know I'm not the only one that has done it like that. But it's like anything else, isn't it, sis? We can be in a marriage and things will go wrong. Instead of trying to see it through and think it through, a lot of people will go out there and have an affair. You, not until you get up from having mm-hmm. that affair do you go, oh, my God, what did I do? Because mm-hmm. that was a devil giving you a mirage and making you think. Cause see, what people got to realize is it's the devil's job to make it look almost like it's a blessing. Until mm-hmm. you walk in it and you realize that wasn't a blessing, that was a curse. Yeah. You get it, sis? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But you know, but and and here's the key: because the consecration unto God was not what it should have been. With you giving yourself unto the Lord, you compromise and say, "Oh, well, my mate will never be what I need them to be. So let me step out and test the water somewhere else. See if I can find what I want somewhere else." Exactly. 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 And you know, sis. You got to bring this into the mix of what of that message you had me listen to the other day, because that was so powerful to me. Because see, what happens is, see, you we go to church, and sometimes we go to churches where we've been prophesied to, and then when we go, we don't see that prophecy ever coming forth. And just like what that man, that minister said, you you got to still pray into existence, because if, if, until you do, then that prophecy is stagnated, because. When God speaks something to your life, a lot of times it's something to let you know something that's coming. But how, how many of you out there don't never see it? Because you know why? Because the enemy gets you to compromise. The enemy gets you to break the bond. The enemy gets you to do something, the reason, so he can be the accuser of stopping your promise from coming forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So guess mm-hmm. what you do? You don't see the promise, so you know what you do? You compromise because you are determined. To make that thing be what you heard in your mind or what you thought it would be. You get me what I'm saying? Somebody can say, the Lord said you're going to have a daughter. The Lord showed me you're going to have a daughter. But this, this, and that. So you know what you do? You're waiting. And because you don't see nothing coming forth, you compromise. You know what you do? You don't go get married. You go out there and you have a one-night stand. Now you're pregnant. But guess what? But what comes out of the result was a son. And you're going, I thought the Lord told me I was having a girl. 
Well, guess what? You broke the you broke what God said. You did it on your own. So that's why you got the results that you came up with. It ain't never saying that, that that daughter couldn't come forth. But you don't wait we don't wait long enough and we don't pray that thing forth. We just look around and go, Where's it at? If I don't see it truly, they must have told a lie. I'm telling you. It's so it's so easy now that you said that. I get it now. It's so easy to manipulate the it situation is. and compromise. And let me tell y'all something. I have been a compromiser for a long time. And do you know it's like the children of Israel? You got to walk all the way around that mountain again. It ain't going to tell how long it's going to take you to get around that mountain to get to the same point where when you compromise, you were two steps from the blessing. And when you compromise, you put yourself one or two or three or however long it may take to come back around again for that blessing. And, and you know what? Most of us are at a point in life we do not have the time to do that any longer, to walk around Mount Zion over and over again, to wait, to, you know, to miss the move of God. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today is because I do not want to see the body of Christ, myself included, you included, compromising on his promises. Again, when you compromise, you accept a standard that is lower than what is desirable. Okay, we have compromised far too long. We have compromised in our businesses. We have compromised on our jobs. We have compromised in our relationships. We have compromised in the things of God. We have called what he said was profane. We've called it holy. What he said was wrong. We've called it right. We have compromised for acceptance acceptance of man and in compromising the except for ourselves for the acceptance of man, we have lost the consecration that we thought we had in God. We have got to come full circle. We've got to come to a place where we can look ourselves in the mirror and admit, you know what, Lord, I've compromised. I had to come to that that realization. God dropped that thing so deeply in my spirit on this past Thursday, and it was just like a quick word. You can no longer afford to compromise. You can no longer afford to compromise. 99% of us, our compromises are in our thought patterns, our thought, our heart. You know, we compromise in, like, I, you and I, you, sis, you know me so long and so well. I'm quick to tell you I can love you from a distance. I don't have to be, you know, I, we, we don't have to be friends. We don't have to go to dinner. I can love you from a distance. Normally, I am like that about people that really I don't really care anything about. And my compromise is in the fact that, well, God said I had to love you. I don't have to like you. That's my compromise. But that is less than what is desirable of God. Because if I'm That's going powerful. to love you, I'm going to love you fully. That's you powerful. hear me? You, 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 you getting it? If I'm going to love you, I have to love you fully. So that means whether I'm in your presence sitting across the dinner table from you or a thousand miles away from you, my love for you has to be genuine enough that I can handle it in either setting. Wow, that's powerful, Seth. Tears to my eyes because I am one that will tell you that. My father used to say I love everybody. It's just certain people I can't stand to be around. You know what I'm trying to say? Hello. And that's powerful to me Hello. because I am one of those kind of people, too. See, I'm like this. I'm going to love you, but if you got an issue with me, I'm like you, sis. I have learned now I will back up from you, and I'll never have to deal with you, but I still love you. But see, what you're trying but, to yeah. tell me is that's not. That's not. That's compromise. No, it's not. And see, now you show me another love area that I compromise. That's less than what he desires. When you say that, when you feel that, you may not even say it, but you know it's in your heart. You know it's in your mindset. Then you have compromised in the thing that is desirable unto God. So what does that say about your consecration unto him? If I say I'm consecrated unto you, I have given myself to you as you desire, as you see fit, but I'm compromising in my, my love walk. Because guess what? Well, you know, Daddy, that's that's your people. <laughs> you know, you love them. You're you're the supreme being. You're God. I you, yeah okay. You know, I'll even do what you tell me to do. You tell me to bless them, I'll bless them. But that don't mean they in my heart. Now, what have you just done? 
You know, what have you just done? You've yeah, compromised. You've wow. given God you what's less than what he desires. Go ahead. That's powerful. No, that was just, man, you just blew me back with that one because I thought I was doing pretty good. <laughs> okay, but, you know, something <laughs> just came to my spirit to, to tell people out there, and I need everybody to listen to this. Compromising comes from not being committed. That's what he just told me. Mm. He said we mm. compromise because we're not committed. Because let me say something to you. If that man at Starbucks was not committed to believing in what he believed in that would come to pass, then he would have been robbed out of it and somebody else would have been a billionaire. But no matter what, mm-hmm. and they turned him down 260-something times, but no matter how many times that they turned him down, he kept coming back at him because he believed it was, an, it was the best idea ever. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I don't know how many don't mm-hmm. quote me, everybody. I'm wrong. If I'm wrong about the numbers, forgive me. But he was turned down a many a times. If, if Martin Luther King was not committed to what he truly believed that God had told him to do, then I believe a lot of us right now would be lost. If, if Rosa Parks wasn't committed to what, then I believe she would have compromised too when they told her this, that, and this. Yeah. See, what happens is yeah. we believe in something, but the devil always going to send somebody in our lives yeah. to tell us what we cannot do. And then, therefore, yeah. we lose the promise, and therefore, that's when we compromise. Because now he's mm-hmm. planted a different seed. And again, mm-hmm. co- compromise comes from not being committed to what you believe God told you. And I believe that that's mm-hmm. been a problem of mine. Now, sis, let's bring this thing full circle. One of the reasons why this is really ringing out in my spirit and in my heart is because of the very video that that I sent out to a few of you guys to watch, um, dealing with the courts of heaven, dealing with the accuser, give, dealing with giving him the, our adversary, giving him um, something to accuse us with in the courts of heaven, giving him something to go before God and say, you know what, here is, here is this person who, quote, unquote, is supposed to be um, consecrated unto you, is supposed to be your child, but they don't have the proper love walk. They don't treat their, their brother and sister correctly. They look down on those that are less fortunate. I'm not talking about these big outward sins where they're committing adultery. They're, you know, committing fornication. They're involved in homosexuality. They are a thief. They are um, a murderer. I'm not talking about the things that, the, that everybody can look upon you and, and know about, your sins that have been un- uncovered. I'm talking about the sins that the the compromises. It may not even be written in the scripture as a sin, but if it is a compromise to the thing of God and the thing that God has called you unto, then he can bring accusation against you in the court, your judge, God. So it is vital that we get it together, sis. It is vital that we stop our compromise, especially of our love walk, especially of the things that God has called us to. It's vital. That's powerful. That's powerful. I, I, I mean that. You got to hear me. That's powerful, sis. You know, and, and man, like you're saying that full circle, that's deep. I, I, I'm just, I can't stop saying enough because now I'm going in my heart. Now I'm looking and saying, you know, another one we got bad, sister. I noticed a lot of people say God knows my heart. Of course he mm. does. Girl. But just yes, because he, does. he knows your and heart. And what did he say that's about that's your heart? It is wicked right. above all else. <laughs> that's what he right. said about your heart. Yes, he does know it. Right. Right. So you know what? But that doesn't, that's compromise. Because see that, you know what? Let me tell you something. That'll bust hell wide open, y'all. I'm telling you right now. That will bust hell wide open. I used to say it. God know my heart. And when he get ready, he'll change it. You know what the Lord told me one day? I've been sitting here the whole time. You ain't even walked down the street to see me. You've been going around the block and everywhere else because you really don't want to deal with this, do you? You don't want to deal with me. He said, man, I'm like, whoa, You don't want me whoa. to change your heart. You don't want right. to change your heart. Right, you don't want heart. me to change your heart. It's not a matter of 
there you go. It's not a matter of sitting there saying, God will change my heart. No, you don't want your heart changed because if you did, you wouldn't wait for God to change your heart. You would have a heart transplant on your own. You would shift your mindset through the word of God because he says that your mind is renewed in the word. And the more you reveal who God is and who you are in God, you will fix your heart. You, Let me tell you something. What? Guess what? Because you will stop, stop compromising. Thank you. Thank you. Sis, I had two coworkers on my job. We had a new girl that came in, supervisor, and her and another coworker was having it out. But you know what? The one that came in straight out told me, I, I don't go to church, I don't this, this, but I believe in God, but I blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. But then the other one proclaimed that she go to revivals, church, and everything. Every time the church door open, you're breaking it down. But when y'all got into it, you know what she said? I will die before I blah, blah, blah. I woke up the next morning, Lord, mm. put it on my heart, and I sent her a page text, and this is what I told her. Wow, isn't it amazing that God commands us to love, but we're the first ones as Christian people to hate people, and then we'll put God's name mm. behind it, the reason why we're justified mm. to hate them? Why do we do that, people? Why do we not forgive people? Mm. This is why we're not blessed. This is why we can't go forth. This is why the enemy comes and accuses us all the time. The man in that tape mm-hmm. said, Seth, well, the reason why you can't pray a lot of things into existence, because they ask God, what is the enemy still holding against you? The reason why your prayers can't get through. But see, mm. a lot of times, Seth, we don't want to know. Because, see, we don't want to know that we're wrong. See, because we, we think we go to church every Sunday, right? Every Sunday, just because we go to church every Sunday and the revivals every time they got a tent, and every time the church doors open and you lay down on the floor and you sprawl and you speak in tongues, that don't mean you can't go to hell. I just, I'm sorry, because mm. let me tell you open. something. This is what you're saying. This is what I told the Lord. When I start feeling the sort of kind of way now about people, because you are going to feel that way. You know what I told the Lord? I need you to come right now. I need you to help me because this is a luxury I cannot afford. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm, I'm tired now. Lord, I done went around this mountain so many times. I already know what it looked like. And I'm tired. I'm ready to go a new direction. But see, what you don't see, we think by serving God the way he tells us, it takes too long. But I'm telling y'all something. It don't. It takes longer to go against the will of God and be contentious. Than, and then anything, because you're going to have to repeat the same process all over again. Yeah. There's yep. families that are broken right now because there's people that won't open up your mouth to say, I know I wasn't the one that started this, but you worth more than not talking to. And I need you in my life. And whatever has happened, let me correct it right now because I realize I can't go another day without knowing that just my family member. How is that that people go? 30, 40 years without talking to a family member because of something that happened when you were kids, that you compromised long enough. You have. And, and sis, that's where uh, what pastor has taught us for years comes into play. Is it better to be right or to be reconciled? What is most important to you? If you are determined, I was right, they got to admit I was right, they were wrong, and then you allow that to keep that rift in between you and that person for 30, 40 years, like you just said, then is it worth it just to be right? Or is it better to be reconciled unto that person so that the love of God can come in and heal both of your hearts? Because 90% of the time, you both were wrong. And God's word is what's right. So, you know, we have to get to that place in the Lord where we stop compromising. We've got to get to that place of consecration unto him where we mean that we belong to him. We mean that we are submitted unto him. And here's the key, people. I will never, ever get on these airwaves and tell you that you have not been hurt and had a reason to guard your heart. I will never tell you that. But what I will tell you is in the midst of your hurt and your pain, God can come in and take that pain away, heal your hurt, heal your brokenness, and give you a spirit of love 
for that individual give you a a renewed mind and a changed heart in the midst of that situation without doing anything to that other person. It is not always about saying, God, do something with them. God, they did such and such to me. No, it's about, okay, God, fix me. Because I do not want to compromise my stand in you just because I felt I was right in this situation or because I felt that I've been wronged by this individual. It is not worth it to me to walk in a compromised position so that if you bust those clouds open right today, my heart is harboring unforgiveness and I can't go with you. Because unforgiveness will keep your butt in limbo. It will keep you, actually, it'll keep your butt in hell is what it'll do. So you definitely want to get to a place of no more compromise. You want to get to a place of, God, I am consecrated unto you. Do I get it right every day? No, I do not. But guess what? Every day I'm going to come before your throne of grace and of mercy. I'm going to throw myself on the mercy of the court, and I'm going to ask you to cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. I'm going to ask you to make sure that my garment that I am wearing when I come before your your altar has been purged. It has been washed in the blood. It is no longer the garment of carnality. It is no longer the garment of compromise. Daddy, whatever it is that's within me and within my bloodline, see, you know, we get to a place where we may not know what is in our history, all right, and what could be keeping us from that breakthrough, what can be keeping us from going forth in the things that God has, has promised us. It may not be your compromise. It could be the compromise of someone in your lineage that you know nothing about, and they compromise to a place of making a pact with the devil. You don't know, but guess what? You do have the ability to go before the throne of God, to go into his courts, that inter sanctuary of God, and say, you know what, Daddy, whatever I did, I want you to forgive me and cleanse me, and I break the bond of whatever my ancestors might have done. I'm going to put it before you as well because I don't want anything standing in between you and I. I don't want anything giving the adversary a legal right to stop anything that you have spoken. Not the, I, don't, I don't want any compromise, period, because guess what? I'm not just standing for me. I'm standing for my lineage. I'm standing for my legacy. I'm standing for my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. Word of God told me I can stand down to the fourth generation, so I'm doing that. And if I'm doing it and my next generation does it and that next generation does it, then we will be standing in the courts of God in a good place in the courts of God, okay, in a sanctified place in the course of God, in a forgiven place, time out for compromise. It is time out. You know, I have to get to a place in my walk with Christ that no matter how you have slandered me, how you have hurt me, how you have tried to belittle me, no matter what you have tried to do to stop the blessing of God from flowing in my life, whether you did it knowingly or as a pawn in the enemy's game against me, no matter what, I have to forgive you. I have to allow the love of Christ, not mine, because I promise you, mine would look at you and step over you, could care less about you. So I have enough sense to know how my love can work. But I have to see you, treat you, and allow the love of God to entreat me and take over my heart so that as I love you, I love you with his love. I do not compromise. I do not compromise in my own members, my members, in my body, in my mind, in my spirit, in my soul. I do not allow what I hear to set up residence within me unless it's the word of God. I do not allow what has been spoken about me to, to be what I live my life according to. No, I live my life according to what God has spoken over me did he say upon my creation in his thought pattern, even before I hit this earth realm? What was his pronouncement on my life? That is what I'm going to stand on. That is what I'm going to consecrate myself unto. It's time out for playing church, people. 
It is time out for doing that. Skip to Malu, my darling, in front of the church folk, and you danced and shouted all over the church. You lost your wig, you whatever, okay? But in your heart, they're still compromised. <laughs> okay. You said the word, though, okay. sis. I love it. And you know what? It is. So, you guys, you know, let me tell you what's so sad. You know, the Bible said the harvest is much and the laborers are few. And the reason why the harvest is much because the laborers are supposed to be laboring for God. We've compromised so much that the world can't tell us from them. So that's mm-hmm. a compromise. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's hard when you're around your friends and y'all going out and everybody want to go party. And you know what you're supposed to be doing. But you compromise and you go, well, I'm going to go with them because I don't want them to say anything. I don't want them to feel, but sometimes you got to be the one and say, I love y'all, but I'm going to have to put, I'm going to have to set this one out because see, I remember a time when people would walk around me and they wouldn't curse because I didn't cuss. And I remember when people would be around me and they wouldn't say certain things. They cuss and they go, Oh, oh, Miss Tanya, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And I go, that's okay. But now they don't even say that. Cause guess what? I've been like Peter. I've been cussing more than them sometimes. That's a compromise. And you know what? No matter how people take you, and no matter how fast people want to take you and where they want to take you, like you say, sis, you got to be able to stand firm, even when you don't feel like it sometimes. Trust me. I've yes. been, so many times I've been put in a position where I'm going, I'm going to get ready to go off. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Because I've been wronged. But you know what? I'm learning now. I can't compromise. You know what I told the Lord? I had to tell the Lord the other day, I need you to fix this. Because, see, if I go off, then, then they're not going to be able they gonna, to they gonna say I'm ungodly. Because the way I'm going to go mm-hmm, off, I'm going to go off mm-hmm. like the world go off. I ain't mm-hmm. going to, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm going to go off like the world do. And you know if I do, I'm going to cut mm-hmm. up. That's what I told the Lord. I'm going to cut up something bad. But I want y'all to know, mm-hmm. as soon as I said that and I cried out to him, a peace came over me. Then a friend called me on the phone and said, I don't know what it is, but I need to pray with you. And I need your prayer. And as I began to pray, I realized, Lord, you, she didn't need me. I needed her. So you sent her for me. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Because so I wouldn't mm-hmm. go into the work and compromise my position or who I stand for and say I love the Lord. Because, see, you can say the Lord all you want to. You love the Lord out your mouth. But if you hate your brother or your sister, the word of God said, don't even come to him to ask him to forgive okay. you if you can't forgive okay. your brother in heaven. See, we don't want to remember right. that scripture. See, we want to compromise and say, Lord, we don't. I want you to love me, but don't love them. You get what I'm saying? Because, see, they didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. do the right thing. See, why don't we stop telling God who to, who, who to love and who not to love, who to bless and who not to bless? How can you bless them, Lord, when they did this, this, and that, but I've been waiting? Well, that's why you ain't blessed, because what you don't know is your heart was wrong, and you compromised on what you felt and what you said. You don't know what that next person is doing. You just really you don't. don't. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what God has spoken to them. Okay, a lot of times we come against people in our ignorance of what God may be doing in their lives. You do not know. People come at you in their ignorance of what God is doing in your life. I, I'll be the first to tell you. I'll be the told somebody in a heartbeat, girl, you ain't got to take that, especially in a relationship. You ain't got to take that. Are you crazy? Homeboy would look up and don't know when I made my last step. Because that's the coilette side of me. The God side of me says, shut your mouth, because you don't know what I'm doing in that relationship. And guess what? I made you stand firm in your relationship. So be quiet. You better come on. Be quiet. Because I'm going to tell you, that's true. That's powerful, sis. That is so powerful. Because, see, sis, if you were to compromise and if you wasn't obedient when God told you to, to go back to your marriage, then you wouldn't have been blessed in a certain way. I believe that. But God knew. You know what I'm trying to say? He knew. Yeah, and but you were obedient. And even though you felt away and you were hurt, you still didn't compromise your morals and your standards. You still stay strong. God is an incredible God. One thing we can never lose heart of and never lose sight of. In the midst of our going through, God will always yet be faithful. So don't worry about what he say, she say, they say it. Worry about what did God say. What did God say? Calvin Richardson has a song. This just popped in my mind, and it's called Hearsay. And he said, I don't care what they said 
It's about what we say. It's not even about what we say. It's about what what did God say? What did God say? That's what I'm going to stand on. That's what I'm going to believe for. Because I can't get caught up in the distractions of my mind. Hello, hear me, hear me. We always talk about being distracted by the things of the world and this, that, and the other. What I cannot be afford, cannot afford to, to be caught up in, and God just dropped this in me, is in the distraction of my mind. Because if I let my mind ponder on things too long, ponder on the things that quote-unquote has been done to me, ponder on the things quote-unquote that has been said about me, it will become a distraction in my mind. And I will wind up compromising that which God has for me. To compromise is to accept that which is less desirable. Hear me. I don't want anything less than what God says is mine, nothing less. I will not compromise that. So if I'm not going to compromise that, I will not settle for any more so-so. I will not settle for anything that's less than what God desires for me. Then that means that I cannot settle within myself to compromise to not do it according to his way, to not allow him to rule, to truly rule and reign in my life. No more compromise, people. You're going to be seeking greater consecration, fellowship, and communing with God. That's what you have to put your mind on so that you can be that that he created you to be. It's time out. Please, 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 please hear me. There's an urgency in the land that, that's crying out to say no more compromise. No more. No more, no more, no more. Father, when you say release, I'm gone. When you say stay, I'm planted. However you dictate it to go, then I'm with you. Because guess what? I can't beat your giving. I can't beat your your keeping, I can't be anything that you have ordained. No matter what, what oh my God, these, these stupid little thoughts that I carry around in my head and this stupid little heart issues that I carry around in my heart, none of that can compare to the glory of you. None of it. And if you call me to be your glory bearer, if you consecrated me unto yourself, you called me unto you, then I'll be doggone if I'm going to let the devil, his demons, his imps, or me keep me from that that you called me to. So I've made a stand. No more compromise. And I'm inviting you to make that same stand with me today. No more. No more more. I don't care how good it sounds. I don't care how cliche it sounds. And we have a tendency to repeat and mimic what we hear that sounds decent. It sounds good. Mm -mm. No more. No more. No more. Only thing I want to mimic or to repeat or to dwell on is, Lord, what did you say? What's your word in this matter? Okay. What is your directive in this matter? Which way will you have me to go? What would you have me to do? See, I and one thing about me, because I know who I am in my carnality and what my propensity is as far as different situations are, but one thing about me I have learned over the years that, but you know what, God, you are so not me. And according to your word, you are so, your thoughts are so much higher than my thoughts. Your will is so much greater than my will. So I don't want to subject people to my little carnality when there's such, there's so much greater in who you are. So I'm quick to tell you, you better see God on what you need to do. Does he want you to stay or go? Has he released you or has he planted you? What is his demand upon you in this situation? Because you know, and I say demand because God don't ask you to do anything. If He speak it, it's a commandment. It is so. Okay, He does not negotiate. This is it. If you 
gave me a commandment to carry something out, then you've also given me a strength a a tenacity a a desire in which to carry it out in because you don't have to do anything you don't leave anything to chance you don't throw anything up in the air you do not create junk and you will not command me to do something that will not work out to the good cuz that's what your word told me so I have to take you. I, you we we got to get to the place, Tam, where we take God at face value, okay? He is a literal God. He's not mythical. He's real. He's literal. And if he said it, then you better take it to the bank, take it to heart, and stand on it. We've got to stop settling for what is less than desirable of God. That even includes our prayer life. If we, if he gave you a, a, a command to pray something through, pray it through. Don't lose heart. Don't get caught up in numbers. Abraham could have got caught up in numbers and said, you know what, this thing just don't work, and I'm going to go on back to where I came from because you promised me a child out of my loins. Okay, and you weren't satisfied with Ishmael because that wasn't the child you promised me. You promised it would come forth through Sarah's womb, but that has been 25 years. I'm old. My stuff don't work any longer. He could have threw up both hands and said, no, no, I'm going on back. Thank you. I done collected a few little baubles along the way. You've made me great in the land. I'm going to take what you gave me, and I'm going back to where I came from. But he didn't. He stayed true to God. And in Hebrews 12, you see that great cloud of witnesses, all of these people that are, as they call it, in the faith hall of fame that have stood. God, the Hebrews 11 and 12 should be what you you just marinate in in your faith walk in God. Just marinate in it because the, the majority of those that are walked out or talked about in there did not see the complete fruition of the promise of God. Abraham was told that his seed would be like the skies, the stars in the sky and the sand on the beach. He didn't live in the natural to see that happen, but I promise you it is manifesting. Trust God, believe him, and do not settle for what is less than desirable of God. Not of you. You got to raise your standards. You got, listen, let me, let me say this, okay? In, in um, where is it, Isaiah 7. In Isaiah 7, God was talking to Ahaz. And he said this to him, Isaiah 7, 10 and 11, and I'm going to read it out of the the Message Bible. This is what he said. It says, God spoke again to Ahaz. This time he said, ask for a sign from your God. Ask anything. Be extravagant. Ask for the moon. Now, if God told him, ask for a sign, ask anything, be extravagant, ask for the moon, because God was proving himself in his life, then we need to do the same thing. We have to take a stand in our faith. I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up to two verses. It says, but God the master says, it won't happen. Nothing will come of it because the capital of Aram is Damascus, and the king of Damascus is a mere man, resin. As for Ephraim, in 65 years, it will be rubble. Nothing left of it. The capital of Ephraim is Samaria, and the king of Samaria is the mere son of Ramallah. If you don't take your stand in faith, you won't have a leg to stand on. If you don't take your stand in faith, you won't have a leg to stand on. He was proving his point to Ahaz that, you know, you are looking at man. You are believing what man is telling you. But all of that is going to pass. These lands are going to pass. These great places are going to pass. Okay? But you got to take your stand in faith. Stand in faith. Then believe God for what he says. Believe him. So you get to that place where you do not settle. 
You do not settle for anything that is less than desirable of God, not of you, of God. Daddy, what your desire is for my life, that's what I want. I'm tired of settling. I'm tired of compromising. I'm tired of missing the mark. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to do it your way because your way is the best way. I'm going to stop making excuses for doing what I want to do, okay, because that's what we do. We can be holy and and sanctified and washed in the blood and got title Bishop Bobo and Apostle Doodad and all these great and mighty prophets and all of this. But if we have not taken our stand and our belief in God and stopped compromising, in the things that we want to do and making excuses for it, we will never see the full fruition of the glory of God on our lives. And that should be our goal. Not heaven. Not heaven. Because you're only going to be, please read Revelation. You're only in heaven for a minute, okay? And then you come back down. The new Jerusalem, okay? Come on now, for real. Heaven is not my goal. My goal is the glory of God. My goal is well done, thy great, that, that good and faithful servant. You did well because you followed me. You did well because you obeyed me. You did well because you allowed me to use you. That's my goal, the glory of God upon my you know, life. You know, that, you know, sis, I've been listening to you, and that's so powerful, you guys, and I believe what my sister is really trying to say is, the word of God said we were going to come to a time. He said it would no longer be lukewarm. You're either going to be hot or cold. And he said he would spear you out of his mouth. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to think that I've had to fight so long on this journey just to wind up my end results to be to go to hell. And I know that sounds really crazy to people. I don't believe that I've lived long enough not to see God's promises upon my life. And now I finally got to the point where I say, devil, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I know it don't even seem like I would ever get to where God says, but you are a liar. And I know that I will, whether it's mm. on this earth or as it is in heaven, I'm going to still get, fulfill Lord. the promises. God's going to fulfill his promises to me. So what I'm trying to tell, what my sister's trying to tell everybody is, it's time that we stop being lukewarm Christians. It's time to, you yes. know, why do we even say that we Christians and we don't act like it? Just don't tell nobody. Mm. You know what I'm trying okay. to say? Why don't you go do like a lot of these people are going, what they say, I'm not, um, I'm not bisexual. Um, um, some girl told me I'm not bisexual. She says I'm, I'm um, multisexual or, or, or um, something to the fact she told me. And I was like, well, what is that? That's something you made up yourself to make it fit towards what you want it to fit. Don't sit there and tell me that you're not this and you're doing this. You know what I'm saying? Why do we give it a new name and think it's supposed to feel better? Sis, before we get off the show, can you just give us at least a prayer and ask God for us and pray for us over us, please? Um, elder, and ask God to give to, to take away from us the spirit of compromise before we close out the show. Father God, we worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. We are so grateful to you. We are so grateful for your faithfulness unto us. Because you are faithful unto us, you refuse to leave us where we are. You refuse to leave us in the midst of our compromise. You refuse to leave us in a less desirable state, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you right now. We surrender. We surrender our compromise to you. We give it up. We give it up. We decree and declare over ourselves, over our own lives, oh, God, no more compromise. That will be our decree every day. We will rise up, God, decreeing and declaring no more compromise, decreeing and declaring your rule and your reign over us, decreeing and declaring a faith walk unlike any other we have ever experienced before because our faith will rely in you and everything that you say. It is not our faith. It is your faith that we will be faithful unto. And we give you praise for it. Father, I ask, Lord, that every person that hears this, whether they're on the line right now or they hear it later on syndicated shows or in the archives, that, Lord, they will take the opportunity to come before your throne and ask you, show me my compromise. Show me where I've missed the mark. 
Show me, O oh God, where I have settled for that which is less than desirable of what you have for me. Because some may not even realize or recognize the compromise they may be walking in. But I ask you what to show it. And not to show it to condemn, but to show so that we can recognize and release it and walk in, in that thing no more. And we thank you for it. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for covering us. Thank you for cleansing us, God, down and back through our generations, the generations that have preceded us. Cleanse the bloodline, God, through every generation up to where we are. And then, God, give us the ability to be that righteous one so that our whole household will be saved, that I leave a legacy unto those that come after us of your cleansing, God, of your, your righteousness, Lord God, of an example of who you are. And we give you the praise, the glory, and honor for it, Lord. We thank you, Father, that all that has been shared on this day, that it has not fallen on deaf ears and that the enemy will not block it, the enemy will not stop it. This show will go global. This show will touch people in places that we could not even imagine because this show is your word, God, and it is bringing your body and your people into right alignment with you so that we can be victorious in all that you've called us to. And we give you praise for it. We thank you for it in the matchless and the holy and great name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. We decree and declare it is so. We thank you for it, God, in Jesus' name. Sis, I love you. I pray Amen. you have I an love incredible you. week. Hallelujah. Please, everybody who missed the show, post it on Facebook so I can share it with my friends because everybody needs to know this. And I love you, beautiful, and be blessed. Amen. Amen. You as well. God bless everybody. See you next week, Lord willing. Okay, I don't know why my music playing, but amen. <laughs> Shows out. <laughs>